Hello, welcome everyone to Get Ready to Get Get Shrekt. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome again to another amazing edition of our award-winning, maybe, (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe not yet. Um, (laughs) One of these days. That's what the secret's all about. Got to speak it into existence, right? Power of attraction, baby. Exactly. So... Our award-winning, investigative, allegorical, systematical, <laughs> hydromatic. Uh, I've ran out of words. Grease lightning. It's grease lightning, <laughs> baby. It is Shrek. It is get yes. ready to get Shreked. Um, Nicole, we, I, you know, I, we talk about this all the time, mm-hmm. and I just have to kind of start off the podcast just by saying that this is honestly one of my it's it's the highlight of my month whenever we get together to record this podcast we just get to talk about shrek together yeah we get to talk about shrek we get to watch shrek as well Mm -hmm. which is just it's so fun to just not have to worry about Sure, I got my little notepad yeah. here and everything, and I'm jotting down notes, jotting down some thoughts mm-hmm. while I'm watching. It's just such a feel-good moment, just a feel-good film, yeah. something to watch when maybe you're feeling down, maybe you're just stressed about something. Just put on Shrek, you yeah. know? All your worries go away. And and I completely agree with that. The fact that like Shrek, for the longest time, used to just be a movie that I would watch when I just wanted mindless, like, happiness, you mm-hmm. know? Because that's just what it gives me, is that kind of just warm, fuzzy feeling. Mm. But now I get to watch it with a different lens, right? right. Like, mm-hmm. so I'm looking at it to actually try and f- read it between the lines mm. that I never really have before. And so I'm learning so many new things about Trek with this podcast, and so it's just making the movie and the the people behind it that much more special. So yeah, this is the best podcast ever and it should be award winning. (laughs) (laughs) No, it is. And I'm very excited to continue this podcast to Mm -hmm. eventually get to the, the end of Shrek and then hop into hop into other Shrek averse movies. Oh yeah. Whether we go into immediately go into Shrek two, maybe we, take a little hiatus we talk about some of the shorts that they've come out with maybe we will talk about uh, one of the puss in boots movies Mm -hmm. Uh, definitely talking about the musical which i feel like (laughs) it to feel feels like it deserves its own uh couplet of episodes maybe not scene by scene no (laughs) because wow it would be so incredibly long uh but just comparing and contrasting Mm -hmm. 
these scenes to the original movie, which I actually did that today a little bit. I did watch a little bit of the musical nice. today to kind of compare what they did with the travel scene, which we will talk about here yeah. very shortly, to kind of see how they, how Broadway makes a travel scene and flesh it out just a little bit. Yeah, like what their version of a montage that you can't really do physically on stage. Exactly, exactly. Uh, So, you know, we do have kind of a short, short little episode today, Mm -hmm. which is fine. Sometimes you you can't have uh, 30, 40-minute episodes every time, right? That's true, that's true. Sometimes you got to have the short and sweet but poignant scenes. Yes, 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 yes. Which is exactly what we have today because, I mean, if this movie didn't have a tagline, which I'm sure it does, I, what that tagline is, is it is escaping me right Mm -hmm. now. I'm not really sure. However, if that tagline didn't have a movie, the tagline would be right here in this scene, which is ogres are like onions. 100%. Ogres have layers. Onions have layers. Ogres are like onions. Yep. Which is so, so good mm-hmm. to, I mean, especially f- this is a, this is a kid's movie with some adult tones, sure, and s- for adults yeah. to enjoy, but this is, it's so effective. Yeah. Right? Especially with Shrek trying to explain to Donkey, yes, okay, onions can smell. Onions can make you cry, cry, right? But you peel back those layers and you see that there is just more to the onion, right? Mm -hmm. There is more to this, that vegetable, than meets the eye. Yeah. Which uh, just, you know... uh, as children, we're always taught to now not judge a book by its cover, right? right? And whether teachers were actually talking about books or, you know, they were <laughs> trying to be like, hey, just because somebody uh, looks this way on the outside, presents us themselves on the outside, that's, you don't know, actually know what's going on on the inside. Exactly. And deep down. Yeah. The, we really are getting to the crux of Shrek's childhood Mm -hmm. trauma in this scene and like yeah we're we're going there podcast listeners because that's what this is shrek has his entire life been treated like just that cover of the book no one has ever stuck around long enough to get to even the second layer or third or fourth and now all of a sudden there is someone right next to him that is under, not only understanding the metaphor that Shrek's trying to use, but is trying to make it more appealing. Mm-hmm. You know, like Donkey is saying like, no, I, hey, I hear you about the layers thing, but let's not sell yourself short, right. you know? And, and while he's doing it in kind of like a, a funny and comedic way, Donkey really is offering a very similar metaphor, but with more universally appealing Yeah, things. exactly. And I think that that right there just kind of talks about how the two of them see right, Shrek. Absolutely. How Donkey sees Shrek and how Shrek sees yeah, himself. I think it's hard for, you know, Donkey in some situations can 
not cross the line, definitely like really tiptoe that line of annoyance. But that's yeah. human nature in and of itself, right? We're we're meant to kind of toy that like tiptoe that line and see where it is, right? And I think that it's what's so great about this, and it's exactly what you said, is that Donkey is trying to bring a new light and bring a new perspective into the way Shrek sees himself. Yeah. But Shrek, because of the years and years of mistreatment and torment and prejudice that he has lived mm-hmm. through, it's so hard for him to step away from the way he sees himself from another person's point of view. Yeah. But we do start to see those cracks a little bit as Donkey is starting to be that quote-unquote annoying present and chipping away at that outer layer, which is so good. And you can see even though with the short amount of time that they spent together, you can see how much donkey enjoys Shrek's presence because hundred percent. I mean, who would do that? You know, right. who would do that unless they had a reason or unless mm-hmm. they had some sort of connection to another person? Yeah. And I think, I think a really interesting thing about what Shrek does here is when he's first starting to kind of f- find this metaphor, he's just searching for it in his mind. He looks down at the onion in his hand as if, oh, hey, this wasn't the plan all along, but this is a metaphor I can go with, mm-hmm. right? So it is that kind of off the cuff, out of nowhere metaphor that he's using, mm-hmm. but he sticks to it. Right. Like it, it doesn't matter any of the other options that are thrown at him. He says, no, 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 this is the one. And I think even though it wasn't what he immediately thought, he looked at that. He looked at this stinky onion <laughs> discarded thrown, you know, probably dirty Yeah, and said, Oh yeah, that's me. Yeah. And just like latched onto it. And that's heartbreaking. It, like it, yeah, it's, it's it really heartbreaking is. that Trek sees himself that way. And uh, we are starting to kind of see a glimmer of hope in that donkey isn't giving up though. Exactly. Like, even when Shrek yells and gets defensive about it mm-hmm. and even straight up says goodbye right yeah. to donkey like <laughs> it, yeah and you know what donkey bounces back mm-hmm. and he's like you know what else everybody loves parfaits yeah parfaits also have layers right and because he's just so he he wants to be around shrek and he wants to go on this journey with yeah. him whether it's I think it goes hand in hand, one, with the fact that he does enjoy Shrek's presence mm-hmm. and wants to be around him, but Donkey also doesn't like being alone. Right. And has found someone who is different, like him. He's a donkey who can talk and yeah. kind of has been cast aside himself. You know, so it's just those these two misfits who are seeing the best in each other mm-hmm. and forming this bond together which is incredible it's such good storytelling Mm -hmm. there's such a good combo together Mm -hmm. and very realistic as well i i also love the backdrop of what happens here in this scene we're seeing the sunflower 
yeah. the cabbages and like the onions. Like, so we're seeing all of these different things. And I, I, you know, this very well could not have been a, anyone's idea when mm-hmm. they were doing this, but seeing Shrek have this, you know, self-deprecating metaphor going on mm-hmm. with the backdrop of these beautiful, stunning, you know, sunflowers that truly are universally loved and that come mm-hmm. back later in the film, wink, wink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just, it's it's really interesting to see how sunflowers are lending into this this idea of how Shrek sees himself. Right. And, you know, not to spoiler alert, if you haven't seen <laughs> this film yet, um, which if you haven't, why are you listening? Come on. Uh, but the the sunflowers matter a lot, and I think we're seeing that, like, really starting to take hold here. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, I totally agree. Mm-hmm. While I was watching this, I, I did come across a small trivia fact, which the whole onion metaphor actually comes from a reference to a play called Peer Gint, which was written by a, uh, someone named uh, Henrik Ibsen, who was a Norwegian poet and playwright. And the main character in that claims to also be mm-hmm. an onion for very similar reasons, which again, I, I love how the writers of this really dig deep and they take, they do so yeah. much research into the, all of the references that they're putting in there, all their lines that they do. And, you know, some of these lesser known or hidden references that still speak so much volume, which I just think is great. Fun fact about me, Nicole, Mm. I, I don't, I don't like cake. Like I know donkey says everybody likes cake. What? I, yeah, I just don't really like cake. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's, it's fine. Like all cake or specific cake? Yeah, just no, just all cake. Honestly, it's it's okay. Oh I guess I don't know. I wow. just feel like I could live on cake. I I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like the icing to cake mix like ratio is always just off to me. You That's know, fair. Always... That's why I can't have corner pieces. So I I do feel that. Well, here's the thing though: is that if I do go cake, I go for the corner pieces because some. Yeah, no, I'm serious. <laughs> uh, the cake itself is just, I, I, I just, oh. I, uh, oh, Nicole, I'm sorry. God. Forgive me for saying this. I know, and also the audience, <laughs> forgive me for saying this. I like my food wet. I'm sorry. Oh God. <laughs> I really do. <laughs> like, give me, give me pie. Give me a nice pie. Oh my God. Give me a nice apple pie, lemon meringue. I think like in my brain, the perfect cake, right? Is the cake that was, um, baked and it was all done right before you ice it and you like straight up dig little holes all over the cake and then put icing in those holes Mm, and then do a thin layer on top so there's little bits dripping down into it right so it's not like overpowering but it's it's in there that's my ideal cake um all right (laughs) in case you were wondering (laughs) i mean the way you describe that i think i would probably be a little more inclined to mm-hmm. eating cake. But yeah, I I don't know. 
I just rather have pie or like yeah, a cheesecake. That's fair. Well, do you, okay. So we're talking about the layered foods. Do you like parfaits? Yeah. Yeah. Parfaits are okay, great. Good. Good. Yeah, good. Absolutely. Yeah. Parfaits are great. Yeah. A little bit of Everybody yogurt. Likes parfaits. Some granola, some fruit. <laughs> yeah. Maybe some chalky chips, you know, spice it up a yeah, little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Parfaits are great. I also love lasagna. Oh, great, yeah. I was going to say lasagna. Layered foods. Mm, absolutely. <laughs> Yeah. Well, lasagna is so really good. good right now. It sounds super yeah. good right now. Yeah. And, you know, just to, to bring it back <laughs> full circle, I personally, I also think onions are delicious. Oh, onions are amazing. Yeah. And so that's the fun little, like, twist on that is like, yeah, maybe on their own, they've got this, like, connotation, but, like, mm-hmm. so many delicious foods use onions. onions and yeah, I think that's exactly. just you know another little layer <laughs> to the <laughs> metaphor about layers uh, I think onions are to the Shrek <laughs> universe like how potatoes are to the Lord of the Rings universe <laughs> you know they're they're <laughs> universal uh, yeah they're yeah they're great Perfect. I love onions I hope everybody eats onions today yes. honestly <laughs> And Whether then, they're raw or cooked oh yeah. or sautéed, yeah. you know, however you like your onions. And then once we have that and we really truly solidify that Donkey is in this for the long haul, they go on a journey. Go and on a little journey travel. We have our lives. fun little song, which I'm sure you wrote down the name because you always do. <laughs> I do. I do. I love this soundtrack yeah, so it's much. So good. I think this Shrek soundtrack is so, so, so good. But yes, uh, this travel montage is set to the song I'm On My Way mm-hmm. by the Proclaimers, yeah. which, you know, I, Nicole, mm-hmm. the Proclaimers have a, they play a very big role in in our lives, in your life, in my life, mm-hmm. your husband, uh, my best friend, all of our yeah. friends' lives, because their other very f- famous song, I Will Walk 500 mm-hmm. Miles, is one of those songs that brings us together as a, as a friend group. You know, whenever that song plays, we no matter where we are, we, we go absolutely yes, nuts. We, we have our yes, own we dance that we do to it. We're screaming and mm-hmm. yelling and having the absolute best time. Uh, I'm on my way by the proclaimers is this travel montage song. And it's so good. Yeah. It's such a good bop. It gets you, it mm-hmm. gets you in that mood to like move and, and go on a journey. Yeah. And I really love I really love this montage, especially as somebody who has seen the full film, mm-hmm. right? So I'm, I'm looking at this montage, looking at, oh, look at all these places that we're going to come back to. Mm, yeah. And so starting off right there at the beginning, we see the the um, windmill house. Yeah, yeah. And that is kind of the w- one of the more emotional Oh cruxes happens there mm-hmm. towards the end of the film so yeah such a pivotal moment yeah in, in the yeah film. and so seeing that ahead of time and then seeing so much journey happen after because that is the first one that we see that's like the first section of this montage yeah once the music starts um seeing how much journeying happens after there just reminds us that like wow they've <laughs> they really are going 
so far for yeah, this yeah. this journey. Like this this yeah. They probably are walking about 500 miles. Yeah. They could have used the other song. <laughs> they they really could have used that song and it would have it, it would have fit just just fine. Uh, but I think doing mm-hmm. on my way going there would is yeah. amazing. But then on the way back, back if they did another travel montage and then they did yeah. I will walk 500 miles. Yeah. Perfect. But on the way back we get a much different montage that I'm excited to talk about. Oh, but we yeah. absolutely do. I I'm so excited for that montage. Yeah. I think that, you know, I, I do love the fact that we see these locations mm-hmm. that we that we are going to see again when they are on their way back to Farquaad's castle. Yeah. And it's so good because they're, it's such good storytelling, right? Because they're showing these places, like, and this is how yeah. a journey works. You go to a place you you pass by all these different landscapes and when you go back you pass by them again and i feel like a lot of movies nowadays mm-hmm. especially animated movies whenever they do a journey montage travel montage they don't do that anymore right but it's like you guys went that way shouldn't you mm-hmm. see the same stuff that you pass by on the way back as well and I just yeah, it really is. I, I just think it's good filmmaking, right? Because they are going mm-hmm. in this straight line. It would make sense that on their way back, they would see the same things, yeah. just in the reverse order. And and I, what I really love is that these moments we're seeing not only like the journey, which is just in itself a really mm-hmm. visually a pleasing thing to see, but we're also seeing a development. Of Shrek and Donkey's relationship. Yeah, exactly. R- like through these silent vignettes, we're seeing that. Like uh, my favorite moment, <laughs> maybe in this entire uh, montage, or maybe even in, in this entire scene, when Shrek hurts himself trying to put out the fire. <laughs> yeah. And Donkey <laughs> steps up to the plate and is like, I got this and right, pees right. on it. <laughs> This kind of, yeah, <laughs> just straight up, like, respect. Yeah, <laughs> and, no, exactly. Shrek's just lets it Yeah, happen. and it's just like, that's such a small moment, but we're seeing so much yeah, in it. Yeah. Yeah. So much development, uh, which is mm-hmm. just so nice. And I think that, I think that's what montages are supposed yeah. to be. Um, I think in film, you know, in the past couple of years, I feel like it has kind of gotten lost in the sauce and I feel like montages have become more of a joke like an inside joke and I I, I, I get it and mm-hmm. you know when you do look at older films that do montages and don't get me wrong I'm not trying to right. knock any films that's that's the last thing that I want to do I think some of the best scenes are montages mm-hmm. uh, when you look at the, the, the Rocky f- franchise and those training montages are they a little overdone absolutely totally but it's hard to show such yeah. progression in a long amount of time when you're doing when you're doing a movie. You kind of have to speed it up a yeah. little bit, and it wouldn't make sense if you see a scene of Rocky on his first day of training, and then five minutes later you see him at the final fight, and it's like, did he improve at all? Like, did he actually do things? So yeah. I think there's a time and place for montages. And I think as long as they tell a story and as long as they show the development of those characters, mm-hmm. 
it's been used to its full potential. Yeah. Because if we only, and I know you said you're not going to knock on any movies and I'm going to try really hard not to, but you'll probably see my own personal opinions come out (laughs) in this next sentence anyway. Hey, that's fine. If you're going to show a montage of people traveling, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It can't just be about the travel. And I know that's what you're saying. There has to be something more. And I I think that's something that like, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is. And Shrek does a, the animators did a stunning job on showing these different landscapes. That beautiful like sunset sun, like with that pink and purple sky and then into the the starlit sky. Like it's, the animators really popped off in this montage. Let them cook. Let but them cook. it's not just those pretty movement, like, journey moments, which, you know, we see in things like Lord of the Rings, where they're just walking in crane shots <laughs> for hours. Anyway, uh, anyways, there's anyways, something more. To, there's something more to it, you know? And, and that's why I think it is such a poignant montage, rather yeah, than exactly. one that feels frivolous, yes. that we've seen. And frivolous montages have their moments, and they have their benefits, and in certain movies, they, f- they fit. But this one had more to it. Right. It serves its purpose. Yeah. And I I, I think that's kind of where our episode mm-hmm. slash scene mm-hmm. ends. Um, because I think that, uh, you know, we've talked about this earlier off, off the podcast. Yeah. The next scene plays so well into... Into mm-hmm. the next scene as well, the the bridge scene going into the castle, right? Th- they fit mm-hmm. so well together. It, it would almost be an injustice to kind of include that bridge scene on this yeah. episode. Uh, this episode, because it's, you know, we are we we are, yeah, a third of the way through this movie. We're officially a third of the way through, and that start of the bridge scene, we're moving into this new section of the film. It's a big turning point. It's a huge turning point, right? Yeah. And so, and you said it correctly. It's the, we need to do that bridge scene mm-hmm. justice and we need to uh, have that yeah. with the, the castle. And But it, what we do get at the very end of the song, like as it is fading out here at the very end of our scene is we get our first look at the mountain. Yeah. yeah. And that is a Scary mountain. Oh, scary mountain. I mean, talk <laughs> about, you know, talk about Lord of the Rings like that. I mean, very, very Mount Doom-esque, right? And we're mm-hmm. going to see what lies beyond that mountain and what lies in that castle. And finally, finally, yeah. we will meet our last main character mm-hmm. of this movie, Princess Fiona. It's been a long time coming. Mm-hmm. So we're ve- I'm very excited for this. Um, like I did say yeah. at the beginning, I did watch the musical just a little bit uh, while I was prepping for this episode because I wanted to kind of compare and contrast yeah. how they did the travel scene. Sing a song, it's a travel song. <laughs> yes, there we go, Nicole. Um, so a couple of things that I noticed and yeah. that I wrote down. The song is called Travel Song. Mm-hmm. Donkey is doing the majority of this singing. And then Shrek comes in with this, um, his, his main line, this kind of, um, Oh, what's the exact word for it? Nicole, the counter melody. Yes. Is that what you mean? Thank you. Yeah. 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 The counter melody. Thank you. Um, 
uh, Shrek's counter melody begins with, it doesn't begin with, but it does end with the phrase, this ass of mine is asinine, <laughs> which is such good writing. It's my favorite line. Uh, but when they are doing their travel montage, a couple of things uh, happen mm-hmm. in in the background, in the back scrim of the show. One, we see a cat who's wearing boots, who Donkey obviously points out, yeah. hey, there's a cat wearing boots. And we got our, you know, little Puss in Boots reference for the musical, which is really nice. Yeah. We also get to see a cow jumping over the moon. Um that this you know, reference that to yeah rhyme. to just all of the tales coming to life in this world yes exactly plate in the spoon mm-hmm. which i never really understood that one that never really made sense to me <laughs> uh, <laughs> but i was just like okay well there it is you know it you know it, it, it it's in that it's in that nursery rhyme but i i don't get it but that's okay they have to put you know they put it in yeah there. That, that's one of those things where it's just like I think that person wrote that when they were either high, drunk, or just really tired because it doesn't make <laughs> sense. And now here it is in literature forever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, and then we also get, of course, we get a Lion King reference. Yes, we do. <laughs> we get the giraffe in the background. We get a nonsensical <laughs> version. That's a green uh, man and a donkey. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Just, they do they do the montage well. Oh they do. my gosh, they do they do it so <laughs> so well. I you know, folks, if you haven't been watching along with us, uh you need just just go and watch the film. Afterwards, go and watch the musical. It, it it's such a beautiful piece of it work. Is. They do the movie the, the they do the movie justice. It they expand upon a lot of things. They add some more lore into everything. Yeah. It is, in my opinion, it is the best movie to musical transition. One hundred percent that has happened. Yeah, uh, in Broadway history, it doesn't take away any of the magic from the original and only adds stage magic. Yes, e- exactly. And and that that's been like ugh. Don't even get me started. <laughs> don't, e- don't even get me started. When we talk about the musical, I'll have opinions. Oh, but for th- sure. That doesn't happen often on stage. And so seeing that, it, it was really refreshing to see the magic of Shrek still there, just with that added emotion and staging of live theater. Yeah, exactly. I, I'm really excited to talk about it when we yeah. do end up talking about the musical because as musical theater nerds we mm-hmm. we have so many thoughts and so many opinions yes we will. Uh, it'll it'll mainly be positive <laughs> yeah uh, i mean truly we we both love this musical so much and we're just so happy yeah. that it, it, it exists but nicole before we go yes i do have one question i have an answer okay perfect Maybe. <laughs> so as we have found mm-hmm. out in this episode ogres are like onions onions are like ogres yeah you know fl- you the, the other way flop it. <laughs> <laughs> if you had to describe yourself mm-hmm. as a layered food and i'm not saying Ooh. i'm gonna preface this by saying yeah it doesn't have to be a food that already exists in life right okay so you could say 
my first layer would be this. My second layer would be this. Yeah. You could, we could do it that way. But if you had to describe yourself as in layers, as a food, what would, what would Easy. you Easy. I'm a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. That is what I am. Uh, Nicole. Pe- and here is why. <laughs> I... Oh my God. (laughs) Because (laughs) I really do have like two modes and that is it. Um, Uh I, what is that? I got two moods and that's it. Like that's, that's me. That song is me. I am peanut butter and jelly because peanut butter has that kind of like, it's, it's got that base, you know, like it it just like holds you down. It's, it sticks to, it's loyal. Mm. I've got that side, Mm. but I've also Mm. got this ridiculous, like jelly just out there. That's me. That's my other mood. Um, and so the, the, that's me. I'm peanut butter and jelly. hundred percent. Nicole, I'm, I'm so glad we're friends. I, you are, (laughs) you are one of my best friends in this whole entire world. And I, I just Aww. love you even more now that I can picture you as a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> yeah. I like, if you think about me in that lens, I make a little bit more sense. You do. Yeah, absolutely. You're very, you're very earthy. Like, like the peanut butter. Mm. You're very earthy. You're very, yeah. you are grounded mm-hmm. in reality, but I have seen, I've mm-hmm. had, I have seen the jelly come out. That's gross. <laughs> yeah. I, I okay. That was disgusting. <laughs> Anyways, folks, thanks so much for listening to Get Ready to Get Tracked. My name is Brayden. <laughs> and my name is Nicole. Thank you so very much. Have a great weekend. Get your Shrek on. Woo! I'm walking the ball, go, ball, go. go.